0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Realign With Your Purpose. We're coming into the final week here of our relationship series with a couple of last little messages to wrap up this series. And if you're just joining me here, if this is your first episode or if you need to catch up on the last few episodes, I believe this is number five in the relationship series. So if you want to catch up on the last four episodes, I'm talking all about our interpersonal relationships. I talked about relationships and friendships that come and go. I talked about attachment styles. I talked about how to cultivate your inner circle and the types of relationships we want in our inner circle. And I talked about the reasons why you might not have the friends in your life that you say you want. And today, I'm going to talk about how to navigate betrayal in a close relationship. Because we've all been there, right? In one way or another, we've all had someone in our life who we thought was going to be a lifetime relationship, a lifetime friend. And then that person has done something or said something or even just ghosted us in a way that felt like a betrayal. And then we're faced with Whether or not to allow that person to remain in our life. We're faced with how to navigate the situation that was created out of the betrayal. And it hurts like hell. And a lot of times we're so blindsided by the betrayal that we sort of spiral and we don't know what to do with all the feelings or how to respond or how to move forward in the relationship or even if we should move forward in the relationship. Sometimes we don't have a choice, right? Sometimes the other person says or does something that just ends the relationship altogether and we don't really have a choice in the matter. But sometimes the other person actually wants to stay in a relationship. Maybe they don't see a problem with what they've done. Maybe they try to justify it in some way. Or maybe they recognize that they screwed up in some way and they actually own their part in what happened and they ask for forgiveness. Or maybe, maybe they're even in denial and they refuse to own up to what it was they did. In those sorts of situations, you have a choice to make. Well, you have a few choices to make. You have to decide how you're going to navigate the situation at hand. And then you have to decide if you're going to remain in that relationship at all. And if you do decide to stay in the relationship, You have to decide what the relationship is going to look like moving forward, because like it or not, a betrayal changes things. The dynamics of that relationship are going to change no matter how hard you might try to keep them the same. So let's just kind of walk through the steps of how to navigate this kind of a situation. If you've been betrayed by someone who you really thought was a friend, someone you trusted, The first thing, the very first, most important thing you need to do is feel your feelings. And you might be like, I mean, duh, I'm feeling my feelings. And that's why this sucks. If I didn't have the feelings, it wouldn't suck so bad. But here's the thing sometimes we notice the feelings, but we don't feel. feelings. We notice them coming up and we're like, "Ah, that feels uncomfortable. That feels hard. That feels vulnerable. That feels like something I don't have time to feel right now. And sometimes we even judge the feelings. We judge ourselves for trusting someone, for relying on someone, for letting down our walls and letting someone in who. Now we see maybe didn't deserve to be let into that most intimate part of who we are. And so we judge ourselves for not seeing what we think we should have seen, for trusting someone who maybe didn't deserve to be trusted. And so instead of feeling the pain of the betrayal, instead we feel judgment and frustration and we direct those feelings at ourselves. And we use those feelings of judgment towards ourselves to mask the feelings of hurt and vulnerability because sometimes it's easier to judge ourselves than to feel hurt or to feel that vulnerability. So when I say that your first step in this process is to feel your feelings, I'm talking about the feelings of pain. I'm talking about Allowing yourself to feel the hurt, to feel the vulnerability, to remove the judgment and the frustration and to remove any sort of narrative you might be thinking about those feelings of hurt and pain and vulnerability and just feel the hurt. Allow yourself to just sit in that feeling of hurt for as long as you need to quiet your mind turn off whatever it is your mind is trying to explain to you or rationalize to you and just just feel the hurt recognize where in your body you feel that hurt is it in your heart is it in your gut is it in your throat and as uncomfortable as it might be to just stay in that feeling, you have to stay there. You have to feel through it and pay attention to not only where you're feeling it in your body, but to what it feels like. Maybe it feels like your stomach just dropped, like when you're on a roller coaster. Or maybe it's like a lump in your throat or tightness in your chest. The point of this practice is to lean into the feeling instead of trying to shut it down. Because when you shut down a feeling, it doesn't actually leave you. It just takes up residence in your body somewhere. And the more you try to quiet it, the deeper it works its way into your subconscious. And then it ends up controlling you. Without you even knowing it, because instead of allowing it to move through you so it can actually leave you, you've pushed it deeper into yourself and made it an actual part of you. You can't move on to the next step in this process until you've allowed yourself to fully feel those feelings. But how long? Do you need to feel before you can move on? That is going to depend on a lot of things. It's going to depend on you, on how willing you are to actually feeling. It's going to depend on the relationship, on how important of a relationship that was to you, on how much of yourself you invested in that relationship. How long you were in that relationship, on the things you'd experienced with that other person within that relationship, and how close you allowed those experiences to bring you. And it's going to depend on the level of the betrayal, on what that betrayal actually looked like, and on how blindsided you might have been by the betrayal. You might be able to feel through it in a couple of hours. It might take you a couple of days, or it might even take you a couple of months or even a couple of years to fully feel through it. But there will be a moment when you notice all of a sudden that the intensity of the feeling is starting to subside, and your ability to process through what happened becomes a lot more clear. And it's then that you're able to look at the situation almost from the outside because you felt through it on the inside. And so from this outside perspective, you can look at it more objectively without those feelings of resentment and judgment clouding your subconscious. You can look at what happened and you can look at why it happened and you can look at even perhaps what led it to happening. And when you get to this step, It's important to see it from a couple of different lenses and to look at a couple of different pieces. First, you want to look at it objectively. You want to look at what exactly happened, just the facts, and look at what the other person did or said or didn't do or didn't say, and even look at what events might have happened prior to the betrayal that might have helped lead to the betrayal the role the other person played, and the role that you played. And as you look objectively at what happened, ask yourself what you allowed that betrayal to mean to you. What did it say about you? What did it say about the other person? What did it say about the relationship? What did it say about whatever circumstances it might have involved? And because at this point you've allowed yourself to feel through the feelings, looking more objectively at what you allowed the situation to mean to you or to mean about you becomes a little bit easier. And when you're able to identify whatever, whatever meaning you attach to it, that's when you can better understand why you felt the way you felt in the beginning. And when you can identify whatever it was that you made that betrayal mean, that is your opportunity to step into growth. That's where you can identify maybe your own insecurities or your own codependency or your own blind spots in how you might show up in relationships, which provides you with this beautiful opportunity to grow. And then you have to decide how you want to move forward with that relationship. And again, there's going to be times when you don't completely get that choice, when the other person makes the choice to end the relationship or something happens that's completely outside your control that forces the relationship to end. But in those situations when you don't really have control over the actual ending of the relationship. You still have control over how you respond to the ending of the relationship. You have control over how you choose to engage with the other person in the future if your paths do happen to cross or if you happen to be a part of similar circles. You have control over the stories you tell about the other person, over how you choose to portray what happened. So let's start with that, actually. Now, you have a right to your experience. You have a right to what you experienced, and you have a right to tell the stories of your experience. Nobody can tell you that you can't share the things that happened to you and the way those events made you feel. But this is why it's important to process These situations in the way that I'm laying out here, because you need to get through the feelings in order to be able to see the situations from an objective place. Because while you have a right to your stories and you have a right to sharing those stories, you don't have a right to use those stories to paint someone else out to be a villain, especially in a way, to intentionally hurt them. But if you don't allow yourself to fully feel through whatever feelings come up in the very beginning without shoving them down and trying to bypass them, those feelings are going to embed themselves in your deep subconscious, and they're going to cloud your ability to see the situation from an objective place and to understand the situation from an objective place, and to recognize how the events of the situation really impacted you and how you were really made to feel about yourself, about the other person, about the relationship, and about how you wanted to move forward, and how you might carry that messaging even into your other relationships. So while you may not necessarily Have complete control over whether or not that relationship ends, you do have control over how you respond and over how you choose to tell your story. Now, what about the situations where you do sort of have a little more control over whether or not the relationship gets to continue? Maybe the other person owns their part in the betrayal or owns what they did and they ask for forgiveness and they want to continue to be a part of your life. Or maybe they straight up deny that anything ever happened. Or maybe they don't deny it, but they downplay it. Either way, they're not actively trying to end the relationship. So the ball's in your court, so to speak. So you have to decide how to move forward. This is where following this process is going to be super valuable. Because at this point in the process, you've come to a place where you've allowed yourself to feel And you've allowed yourself to move through those feelings. And at that early stage of this process, a lot of times it's necessary to put some very real boundaries in place around the relationship so you can allow yourself to move through these steps without also having to navigate these unhealthy relationship dynamics at the same time. So by the time you get to this stage, by the time you're addressing the long-term ramifications to the relationship, you may just have this instinctual awareness around whether or not you want to remain in that relationship based on whatever distance you might have needed to create in the beginning or based on how that other person responded to your boundaries or just based on your own inner knowing. But if you're still trying to figure it out, like I said, You've already moved through the part of the process where you've allowed yourself to feel whatever it is that you needed to feel. And then you've been able to look at the situation from a more objective place. Then at this point, there's some questions you need to ask yourself and maybe even ask the other person. You'll have to use discernment in that. But these questions would be, Why was this relationship so important to me before the betrayal? And why is it so important to me now that I'm considering keeping this person in my life? Did the other person own their part in the situation that caused me hurt? Do I have a part to own in that situation? What was the other person's motivation behind the betrayal? Like, were they actually trying to hurt me? Or were they coming from a place of hurt or insecurity in themselves? And if I do choose to keep this person in my life, do we both have the capacity to make this a healthy relationship moving forward? And what do we need to do together? in order to make this a healthy relationship moving forward. Now, a couple things I want to add, a couple things I want you to consider. First, even if the other person was coming from a place of hurt or insecurity and wasn't actually trying to hurt you, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to stay in that relationship. Obviously. If the hurt was intentional, that's not a relationship you want to stay in. But even if it wasn't intentional, you can still end the relationship if it doesn't feel in alignment. You are not obligated to keep every single person in your inner circle. It's not your job to heal every single person who enters your world. Sometimes what needs to happen is for you to simply be that mirror for them so they can see where they're existing in fear and insecurity. And then they need to learn to navigate that without you. And that's okay. The other thing is, if you're going through these questions and you don't feel comfortable answering them with the other person or Asking the other person these questions and having an open conversation about them, that's a good sign that that relationship has run its course and it's time to move on. And if you can have these conversations with the other person and you decide that the relationship is worth saving, you might still need to have some intentional boundaries in place within that relationship. And that's okay. I mean, chances are it's probably necessary. Humans are complex, relationships are complicated, and very few things are black and white, right or wrong, yes or no. Behind every relationship, there are two people with complex emotions, with life circumstances, a lot of times with varying degrees of trauma and coping mechanisms and blind spots and their own sets of fears and motivations. You're never going to have a relationship with another human being that doesn't have challenges. You just have to decide who's worth walking through the fire with, who's worth taking a risk on, and who's willing to take a chance on you too. All right, before I wrap up here, I wanted to let you know that I've opened up applications for my VIP one-on-one coaching. In this exclusive VIP coaching program, you will have the opportunity to work with me for three months, one-on-one, with unlimited voice messaging, video messaging, text messaging, in addition to twice-a-month, hour-long coaching sessions where we dive deep. This is for you if you found yourself feeling like you're made for more, but you just haven't figured out what that more is supposed to look like, or if you've been struggling to get to that next level in your career or in your business and you just feel like you've plateaued and you can't figure out how or why, you just can't get to that next level, or if you're looking for more depth, more intentionality in your personal relationships, we dig deep into identifying the roadblocks that are holding you back. And then we do the intentional work of breaking through those roadblocks so you can step into your most powerful, most aligned, up-leveled self. We'll talk strategy. We'll dig into mindset. And all of the deep work that's required to not only be able to achieve whatever success it is you're looking to achieve, but to do so from a fully aligned, fully whole, connected place within yourself. So as we move through these last few months of 2023 and we start looking towards 2024, setting new intentions, setting new goals, building bigger dreams, healing relationships. If this is the kind of guidance and support you feel like you're needing right now, you can request more information or fill out an application or feel free to send me a DM on Instagram if you have any questions and I'd be happy to have a brief conversation with you to see if this would be a fit. All of the links are in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to Realign With Your Purpose. My intention is that the messages I share here in this podcast help you experience a mindset shift as well as actual transformation and growth. If you found value in today's episode, please share it with a friend so they can experience the growth and transformation that you found in these messages. Or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for spreading the message and encouraging everyone to believe in themselves and their dreams. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, send me a DM because I would love the opportunity to have a conversation with you. As always, it's been an honor to share this time with you today. And until next time, you got this.